Classic by Shiana. Hi, it's Shiana. Welcome to Who You Callin' Holistic. Today I am joined with a very special guest. I've talked about her already a bunch on this show, so I'll introduce her in a moment. But first things first, make sure you subscribe to my Patreon. Shout out to Neek at GOT Sound Studio. That's where I'm recording today. And what else? If you haven't subscribed to my email list yet, make sure you do that where you will receive all the updates going on of the events I'm having, classes, courses, all the things that I have going on. Uh, this week, I have a Salt Cave event that's already sold out. So make sure you get on that list so you know what's happening and you can make the next one. And uh, without further ado, welcome, Amanda. Hello. <laughs> So why are you sounding all shy on here? I don't know why. Okay. I yeah. think I'm a little nervous. Are you? That's fine. <laughs> Just pretend you're talking to yourself like I talk to myself in yeah, here. But yeah. you're actually having a conversation with me. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like us on the on the green couch. I know. Okay. I know. All right. And again, a lot of people don't even watch this on YouTube. So if that's the issue that you're concerned with the, the camera, just forget it's there. Yeah, yeah. I forget. Mm. You have to. Um, but anyway, I wanted to get into, first of all, how we met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I like to kind of, like, if I've known of the person before I bring him on the show, I like to give, you know, a little backstory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was on a, allegedly a date, I guess, kind of. Was it a date? Right, exactly. <laughs> See? I was out. <laughs> I was out with this man that, uh, that knows Amanda, and he told me that Amanda's good people. And I was like, you know, looking forward to meeting Amanda. And I was like, let me make sure I bring my gummies. So I brought gummies. Yeah. And then I was like, Hey, and I just met you like, yeah. Hey, you want a gummy? Like, yeah, I like gummies. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and we've been cool since ever since, <laughs> ever since. So that was, I guess, la early last year sometime, mm -hmm. I think, or late. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what time it's it been is. a while. It's been over a year though. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yay. Yeah. And then after that, um, you came to my 70s birthday party. Mm -hmm. You have like actively been listening to my podcast. Shout yes. out to you for that. Yes. So you've been very, very supportive in all the ways. And there's some quote that I remember thinking like, I need to look this up, but I'm going to paraphrase it because mm -hmm. that's what I know best for mm -hmm. it. But there's some quote that I've seen that says something along the lines of like, time doesn't really matter when it comes to meeting different people in your life because mm -hmm. you can have just met somebody new air quote new. You yeah, could have just yeah. met somebody today mm -hmm. that has way better intentions for you than people you've known for years. Mm -hmm. And like, I, that's something I appreciate with you because like, yes, we just met last year, but you are a prime example of how much community matters for mm -hmm. people. And like, just to be able to pour into each other. Cause yeah. I've, You've supported uh, some of my services. I've supported your services. I've gotten you some clients. So mm -hmm. it's like that ecosystem of like feeding into each other and like, yeah. let me share what I can with you that I know. And you mm -hmm. share with me what you know. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's a good, it's a good space to yeah. be in. Yeah. I really appreciate you for that, especially because none of our close friends live in Columbia. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. been, you know, really important for me just to have somebody that I can relate to, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I do appreciate you. And if you guys have been listening, you know, often enough, you know, I've shouted out Chef Amanda on here many times because she's she's feeding me and, <laughs> and we need me fed because I can go on without feeding myself if I need to. But, you know, it makes a difference. And I, I tell people all the time whenever I'm referring your work, we can say your work mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm like, she has like actual soul food. Yeah. Because you enjoy what you do. Very much. So. And that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So for people getting fast food and stuff, you don't know what mood they're in Mm-mm. when they're preparing your meals. So like usually not a good one. Right. <laughs> right. So like, you know, energetically, that's what you're ingesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is there any like fast food restaurants that you do say are like you make an exception to go and have food in? Um, I mean, I'll get fries from Chick-fil-A. Um, I'm not really big on fast food like that anymore. I mean, I figured. My, I like, if I had to pick a place that I go to often, it'd be like Panera. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's probably the best best fast food place I could think okay. of. Okay, like the safest yeah, one. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you're one of my friends, too, who, like, shares your, <clears throat> not ideas, like, your opinions on, I won't even say opinions. You just kind of put up a little video to say, hey, look what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you're big into conspiracy theory things sometimes, too, yeah, which yeah. usually are true anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how has that been with the role you have now? Oh, it's been... It's been a journey because just thinking about conspiracy theories, what kind of brought me to that is when I decided I was going to go vegan. Mm -hmm. So I feel like once you decide to go vegan, it's like then it really uncovers a lot of things just about food and then not just about food, just a lot of issues surrounding food, especially when it comes to, you know, you know, black people, you know, food deserts not having, you know, good things to eat. So um, just learning about a lot of those things. So it really opened my eyes to how much our food has been manipulated. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm trying my best to try to manipulate the food and buy the best food that I can mm-hmm. to feed myself. And, you know, that's a conspiracy in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, just going to the grocery store, you know, reading labels. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, what is that? You can't pronounce it. You don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So what do you think it could be doing to your body? Right. You know? Right. And I've spoken on here before about my beliefs in like how to feed yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't believe everybody should be vegan. I very much believe in like intuitive eating. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've found like those who are typically vegan are very much like, you got to be vegan. You yeah, have to do yeah, that to, yeah. to survive here yeah. and like to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those like full blown, you got to be vegan. This is the only way to live. No. And I feel like. At the beginning of my journey, I was, I think, because I was learning so much information. It's like you kind of want to stay away from everything. And then now I categorize myself more as plant-based. Okay. So I'm about maybe 85% uh, plant-based. I don't deny myself eating meat sometimes, dairy, different things like that. I just pick and choose when I want to eat those things. Mm -hmm. And it's probably like the best of the best kind of meat. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to make sure I'm feeding myself the best way I can. But as far as vegan, I actually got to the point where I really don't even like that term that Mm -hmm. much um, because I feel like it puts you so much in a box Mm -hmm. when it comes to food. And I don't really like being in that kind of space. That kind of place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understandable. <laughs> um, so what is, if you do have a day that you're like, I feel like eating some meat today. What are some mm-hmm. of the things that you look out for when you're picking out meat? Um, meat? Honestly, uh, you know, I try to do grass fed or go to like a meat market. Um, you know, try to go to the, the better grocery stores like we have around here, like, you know, Fresh Market or Earth Fair. Mm-hmm you know, places that really focus on having the best quality meat. 
Um, but even when meeting it nowadays, I mean, it's even hard to find good quality meat unless you're like in a large city, mm -hmm. you know, where they have butcher shops and stuff like that. And down here it's kind of hard, which is even more reason why I don't really eat that much meat because right. you can't really find the best quality. You mm -hmm. know? I remember when I was in college for the couple of years I was there, I was in a business communications class. I think that was the course that we had this project. Mm -hmm. And we had to go around, and this was in Charleston, mm -hmm. and we had to go around to different grocery stores to see what was available. And <clears throat> the more, you know, well-off areas like Mount Pleasant or Isle of Palms, you know, mm -hmm. the people with more money, it was like, I remember the questions were very much like, what kind of grocery stores are available? Mm -hmm. And then like, go to the meat section. What what meats do they have to offer? Mm -hmm. And then go to like, you know, somewhere deep in North Charleston. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and what grocery stores are available there? Mm -hmm. And what meats do they have there? And like the meat choices at the... Drastically different. Drastically different. <laughs> and I was like, these are the things that I refuse to eat even. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to... Mm -hmm. I don't want that. I don't want my house smelling like that. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. care how it's prepared. I'm not going to eat that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why isn't this offered at the other location? Yeah, it's funny you say that because even when I'm doing, like, my private chef gigs and I travel a lot, and sometimes I end up shopping where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So, or, you know, I might have to stop and get, like, one thing. But... You go in the grocery store, it's like, wow, they don't have none of this stuff where I'm at. And it's just ridiculous because it's like, it's all the same food. It's just better quality or, you know, more variety of in fruits and vegetables, different things like that. So, yeah, I I think as a chef, we know too much about food mm -hmm. sometimes. <laughs> and even, you know, when we, you know, we order stuff from like large vendors, you know, it's just so many different levels of different things. It's like, okay, you can get a, you can buy a ribeye, but it's different levels to it. It's different grades, right. you know, different qualities, you know, different or, you know, origins, all these different things that come into play. And unless you are, in that world, you have no idea. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why I was even like, let me just ask her some questions, like what are people looking for in good quality things? Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't been shown, mm -hmm. you don't know what to look out for. Yeah, yeah. And I'm grateful I have friends in my life like you and even Brooke, Brooke mm -hmm. who knows the things, mm -hmm. that you know point these things out, like this is what you need to be doing um, for a better quality meal, for a better quality ener energy exchange, yeah. essentially. yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm grateful that people like this are in my life. Cause mm -hmm. if you don't know better, you can't do better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was the food dynamic for you growing up? Like I know for my family, me and my siblings are like six and eight years apart. Mm -hmm. So my mom used to cook all the time. Mm -hmm. But then by the time they were leaving the house, it was like, Oh, well, like you're good. Mm -hmm. Like you can take care of yourself. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've done this long enough, but mm -hmm. like you, you can fix something, you can find something kind of thing, but there yeah. wasn't like a one-on-one, -on -one, let me show you some meals to do. Mm -hmm. Like sprinkled in here and there, like, oh, I can show you how to do this quick dinner, yeah. you know? But yeah. like it wasn't, I feel like, and my mom's white, but people say she's fake white because she's British. <laughs> but like, it wasn't like she couldn't cook. Yeah. Um, but there was, I often wondered if like I had a, a black mom, if the teaching dynamic would have been different. Mm -hmm. So did your mom or your parents grow up cooking for all of you the whole time? My mom cooked a duck. She cooked a lot. Um, my Nana cooked a lot. I was at her house a lot. Mm -hmm. So both, I got it from both ends from, from both of them. So, um, I 
can't really say that my mom really like showed me anything to cook or even my nana really showed me like, okay, this is how you make this dish or whatever. I just think I just saw them do it so much mm-hmm. that I just, it's just something I just picked up on. Cause honestly, I can't even remember when I even started cooking. Right. So when people are like, well, how long have you been cooking? I was like, I don't know. Right. It just it's just naturally. something I just started doing, you know? I mean, kind of like you said, you know, fend for yourself. Well, my parents would do that sometimes because my, both of my parents work. So mm-hmm. sometimes me and my sister would be at home by ourselves mm-hmm. after school or whatever. We have to figure out something to eat, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they would leave stuff we could heat up, you know, mm-hmm. like Hot Pockets, that normal kind of thing. But as I got older, I want to say maybe by middle school, by middle school, I was full-blown cooking because I was baking then. You're I was like selling chef by middle school already? Not gourmet chef, but I was selling cakes. Mm, I was okay. selling selling cakes to people. Um, my mom used to make cakes a lot. So um, if somebody wanted her to make a cake or something, or my granddaddy would buy cakes sometimes for me to give as gifts for people. Mm-hmm. So my mom was like, well, I, since you know how to do it now, I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. You could just make it for everybody. Mm-hmm. So... But I don't really bake that much anymore. But um, no, but yeah. you like again? I feel like because of that whole like you just said earlier, like you don't want to be boxed in, yeah, and yeah. I feel like baking. You know, there's there's not strict instructions, but mm-hmm. there's there's a foundation. There's something yeah. that you have to yeah, follow. Yeah, so you got to have the right ratios mm-hmm. for things and you weigh things, really measure things. You're just yeah. like. Mm. A splash of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, give me the structure, please. Yeah. Like, don't make it too difficult <laughs> mm-hmm. because like, it's not going to get done Yeah, with all those extra steps. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. And you're like, give me all the steps. Yeah. And if I mess up a step, I, I got a way to correct it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, those things weren't like taught to me growing up. Like yeah. if you do too much of this, add this thing. So did you learn that growing up or was that more from being in culinary school i actually i've been watching food network since the network started (laughs) so um i grew up watching like iron chef when they were speaking japanese or whatever they (laughs) you know uh language they were speaking i couldn't understand anything they were saying but i knew what they were doing so so i i've always paid attention to how people cook even now like I know most chefs still watch cooking shows because mm-hmm. it's like it's impossible to know everything. Right. You know, and sometimes you're like, you know, what? I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I never thought about putting those two things together or, you know, just a lot of different things. Just learning about new ingredients sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I learned a lot of that from Food Network. Um, my, my mom and my grandma had a lot of cookbooks. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, go through the cookbooks, find recipes I liked and I would try them out on my family. See, and now you're making me think, like, what was I watching all the time that had an influence now? Because it was, mm-hmm. I did not, I had no interest in Food Network yeah. at all. <laughs> and I know a lot of people that are into it, but they're also, they love cooking things, mm-hmm. you know, like, or they're foodies even. Mm-hmm. But, so then I was like, well, what was I watching a lot of? And now I'm going to have to think about that some more. Because yeah. I'm like, Oprah, yeah, like yeah. growing up, obviously, yeah. but like not forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hmm. to see how that had an influence on things. Anyway, was being a chef what you wanted to be when you grew up? Um, I think by the time I got to high school, I knew I wanted to be a chef, but I was also a musician too. Okay. So did you play? Uh, my principal instrument was clarinet, but I also played tenor sax and French horn. Okay. So um, when I graduated, well, before I even graduated, I wanted to do both. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find a school where I could do both. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea how much time went into both of them. Mm. Um, 
and I was like, well, I'm gonna have to pick one. Mm-hmm. But um, for sure, by the time I got to high school, I knew that I wanted to, I wanted to be a chef. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what kind of like what kind of chef are you? I don't know. I guess there's different styles of. Yeah. Um. Right now, I consider myself a private chef. Um. Where I, you know, basically cater to certain clients for certain things. So, like, I do meal prep. I kind of count that outside of the private chef mm-hmm. thing or whatever. Because with private chef, I'm cooking for people. You know, multiple course meals. You know, in their home or wherever they, you know, having parties, different things like that, celebrations. Uh. Usually smaller groups of people. Usually like twenty people or less. So I consider myself more of a private chef. Personal chef is more like you're cooking for somebody on a regular basis, like a family or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're saying this, I was thinking yesterday when we were having a conversation, some of the things I've been manifesting over the years. Mm-hmm. And not to say, like, like I ain't got it like that today. <laughs> you know, like, I ain't got it like that. But in your mind, mm-hmm. when you hear about different careers and what people can do, the services they offer, mm-hmm. you hear a chef and it's like, oh, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking before, because the food part of my life was such like a, not like a trigger, but it was the thing that I was having the hardest time, mm-hmm. uh, like healing or building a stronger relationship with. Got you. And then I remember thinking just like, you know, people like Oprah got mm-hmm. chefs. Like, I can't wait to have a chef yeah, in my yeah, life. And yeah. then I was like, ha. Now here I, I, chef here I am. Look at God. <laughs> Look at God. Um, what can people expect when hiring a, a private chef for an event? Um, usually, you know, when you hire me, I can't speak for okay, others. Yes, <laughs> what can people expect when hiring you? Um, when you hire me as a chef, you, you can look forward to a meals with a lot of flavor. I like to cook very, you know, different cultures. I love to cook Middle Eastern food, Asian types, um, dishes. Um, I love Mediterranean food, Italian food. Um, so I really like more international flavors, but you know, when hiring a chef like me, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a lot of flavor on the plate, Mm -hmm. um, beautiful presentation. Um, I put, um, some effort into, you know, decorating the space. Um, so, you know, nice centerpiece for the table, you know, I also do, um, mocktails or cocktails Mm -hmm. as an addition to, to the meal. Um, so it's just a really good way to celebrate, to show off for your friends or your family. Um, it's something I really enjoy doing because, it's like I get to be a part of people's celebrations mm-hmm. a lot of times. And, you know, these are important things, you know, a lot of times it's people haven't seen each other in like years. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, I, I get to be a part of that memory with them. So, you know, I get to do the nice menus, you know, it's it's about the wow factor. Yeah. Really, it is. Um, so people are always shocked. They're like, I didn't know. Or, a lot of times it's a surprise, honestly, most of the ones that I do. But yeah, because I even had you over before we had a pool day mm-hmm. and you were like, what what do you want me to bring? And I was like, I don't care. Just like any food. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm grateful to have you bringing food whenever. <laughs> and you were like, OK, I'll just like look in my pantry and, th- and throw something together. <laughs> and I was like, OK, sure. And I was thinking, like, not that my pantry is bare, but, like, what the hell would I throw together from my pantry? Mm -hmm. And then you showed up with, like, gourmet, like, vegan-based vegan cheese, parmesan, whatever, Mm -hmm. something. Zucchini fritters. Oh, yeah, zucchini fries. Or, Mm -hmm. yeah, with, like, a special dipping sauce and, like, 
all, yeah. And I was yeah. like, let, let me throw something together for my pantry <laughs> real quick. And it was still, you know, good stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, it's nice that you can just create, mm-hmm. you know, based off of like minimal resources at yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy cooking like that. I do that all the t- every day, honestly. <laughs> when I cook at home, I just usually go to the store and it's like, okay, you know, what do I not have, you know? But I always try to make sure I have plenty of fresh vegetables, even though I have no idea what I'm going to do with it mm-hmm. yet, you know? Because a lot of times I have no idea what I'm going to cook. So I just have my fresh vegetables. Of course, I eat plant-based most of the time. I always have beans. I always have, you know, like grains, you know, rice, different things like that. I always have pasta, you know. I try to keep other stuff in the, you know, in the freezer if I need a little extra vegetable or something like that. But um, I really like to create like that, you know, because sometimes you don't think about how ingredients can go together until Mm -hmm. you start doing certain things, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's why sometimes people are like, why don't you do a cooking class or, you know, or show people what you're doing? I'm like, uh, it's like, it's like a madhouse in here <laughs> when I'm cooking. Cause I'm like, Oh, like, let me go grab this. Let me go grab this or whatever. Cause I'm just constantly thinking of more ways to elevate the flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like similar whenever people are like, well, what kind of body work do you do? And I'm like, like, it's not Swedish. It's mm-hmm. not like there's no one thing because mm-hmm. there's so many, probably much like culinary arts. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you've learned along the way to yeah. incorporate. And it's like, it's going to be different every time. Yeah. Like yeah. this dish might need a little more of this mm-hmm. and this other one might need a little more of that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the same with, you know, approaches to healing. Like mm-hmm. you might need a little more work from this person mm-hmm. or like a little more stretching today yeah. from this yeah. other session, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's interesting how just it's. Arts. Yeah, it's Healing like arts, that. Culinary arts. Yeah, it's like that question I always get. Well, what's your best dish? And I'm like, whatever I'm cooking is Ooh. my best dish. <laughs> I that, but I was like, no, that's not going to be a good, that's Shiana, that's Shiana says thing. But it, it really is because I feel like most chefs, so you're, you're as good as your last dish you made. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I had to come up with one thing, you know, that kind of, I mean, what kind of range does that really show a person? Right. Yeah. Right. Do you have a favorite dish that like is just your go-to to showcase your like the colorful skills and the mm. like the all the things that if if you were presenting to like a like a cooking show mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, let's make this competition based on a lovely color palette mm. for the dish like mm. what comes to mind for creating something like that mm. like your best your best of the best knowledge things with I'm trying to think because I really cook based off ingredients a lot of times so if if color was the thing then I would be cooking out every color thing mm. I could think <laughs> of so you know if I had to go off the top of my head, I'm thinking beets, you know, just beets alone, you get that in two colors. Okay. You know, you got radishes, they, you know, got watermelon radish, you know, you got carrots, different colored carrots, you know. I probably would make a salad, honestly, because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it's the easiest way to get a lot of colors. Yeah, and um, we feed ourselves off of the colors, too, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how much that plays a part in our healing. Mm-hmm. What, how do you feel about food as medicine? Oh, I love the idea of food as medicine because it is medicine. Um, 
because part of the reason I decided I wanted to go plant-based it was because I had a lot of algae problems, mm. especially when I moved to Texas because I lived in Waco, Texas, and apparently it's the worst place in the U.S. for a person with allergies. Gotcha. So, <laughs> so at that time I was taking, you know, I was doing nasal spray, different uh, pills, all different kind of things, and then once I moved to Charlotte, when I moved back over this way, I was, I was tired of it. I said, I can't keep, I don't want to be in a position where I had to keep taking something all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I, I don't know what I saw, but I started taking bee pollen mm-hmm. and then I cut dairy out of mm-hmm. my diet. And then my allergies started to go away. And I think I was doing nettle tea. I was drinking yes. nettle tea too. I do nettle tea still now because mm-hmm. it's good for a lot of other things too, mm-hmm. like thyroid yeah. stuff, hair stuff. Yes, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of iron in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, and one of my last guests, we were talking nettles too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I really, I really had to stop eating certain things, and I think I cut back on the meat then too. Mm-hmm. So I was only doing maybe fish sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Another reason, because I was traveling a lot, too, for work. So when I traveled, I got to the point where I would cook in my room because eating out so much would make me sick. Mm-hmm. So I just really need to change my diet. So um, that really helped me health-wise. Mm-hmm. So that's something I want to continue to do. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fish, what are your thoughts on the conspiracies around tilapia? I believe the conspiracies about tilapia because I've seen videos of farm-raised fish or whatever. And I remember when we were in culinary school, we actually, I was one of the first fish that I learned how to fillet was mm-hmm. a tilapia, which is a very ugly fish, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> but um, but seeing just how they have them in those big, like, swimming pool things, and it's like, what exactly are they eating? You know, um, but it's to me, tilapia is no different than why would I eat like, you know, pork or, you know, or uh, beef or anything like that. You know, if you don't know what has been fed, tilapia is the same thing when right. it's farm raised. So um, I I used to eat tilapia until I knew better. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've heard both sides and I'm like, what, how does a chef feel about tilapia? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Most people cook tilapia because it's cost effective. Got it. Got <laughs> Not because they, you know, if they had a choice, I think people would choose something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know how, well, we already discussed community things and how we are even in each other's like ecosystem of community. Mm-hmm. Now, what I've found in like the healer community, well, for me anyway, I don't know if other people feel the same way, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like there's competition yeah. with other people in my industry, mm-hmm. at least here. Like, I don't feel like I'm competing for your clients and you're not trying to take mine away. Like mm-hmm. everybody, everybody eats, everybody yeah. can yeah. help, everybody can contribute. Do you feel like there's competition in the culinary community? Um, or do you have community within that space? Since I've been back, I, honestly, there's only a couple chefs that I work with most of the time. Um, so I haven't really, that's one thing I need to work on, building more community with mm-hmm. other chefs or whatever. Uh, I don't really think there's any competition. I feel, honestly, I feel like there's room for everybody, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to food, because it's impossible for us all to cook for everyone right. at one time. So um, I haven't really seen myself as a competition now. When I was working in the corporate world, then I saw more competition there because 
you know, just the way things are structured, you know, they just want, you know, certain chefs just want to have the limelight, mm -hmm. you know, so I've seen that a lot, you know, in that world, but outside of being in corporate, I hadn't really seen that. Mm -hmm. Most of the chefs I've always met, always very supportive, you know, they don't have no problem helping you if you need help. Um, Cause I actually work with um, chef Corey mm -hmm. um, of sister season. And then I also work with chef uh, Larry Simmons too. So, you know, just having other chefs that you can work with really helps you because, you know, we can't all do everything by ourselves. Sometimes, right. sometimes we need help and it's good to have chefs that you can look to, to help you um, when you have gigs or they have gigs, you know, because to me, being a chef is almost like, you know, being a musician, right? You know, oh, you make your money, you make your money as the gigs come. And mm -hmm. if you don't have any gigs, you're not making any money, mm -hmm. you know. Um, what advice could you give somebody who is interested in becoming a chef, like a personal chef um, or private? Which one is private chef? Private, private, private chef. chef. Sorry. Private <laughs> chef. I would say... If this is something you want to get into, then you need to be get serious about your craft and um, make sure that whatever it is that you're delivering food-wise or, you know, you need to be practicing, you know, because one thing I feel like, especially since I've left the corporate where I've made a conscious intention to make sure I cook even more mm -hmm. because if you don't, then you kind of lose it or mm -hmm. whatever a little bit. And that's how I felt when I stopped working in the corporate world, but... Just really start working on your craft, you know, try and do recipes, you know, looking at different trends for different things, um, learning how to plate things, you know, that way when you do decide to kind of open yourself up to the world and start to, um, you know, get get gigs and different things like that, you'll be proud of the what you put out because, you know, I, I feel like as a chef, I, don't, I can't speak for other chefs. I'm constantly critiquing myself. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm do, at the gig, I'm like, okay, I could have done this different, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so it's like you always got to think of ways to adjust. And and the more things, you know, honestly, the more mistakes you make as a chef makes you a better chef. So if you're not making any, then you're not really learning or growing. That sounds like some shit she honestly says. <laughs> and it's, it's very similar in my, well, okay. I feel like... When I talk my industries, I feel like, yes, healer, but also creative. Mm -hmm. Not to say like those aren't, those can, they can be together, mm -hmm. but it feels like there's still a separation in a lot of ways. Yeah. But when you mentioned like the making mistakes part, I think about that stuff with the creative stuff, like mm -hmm. even on the podcast, like mm -hmm. I might fuck up on here and it's like, whatever, yeah. as long yeah. as I keep going, I can always refine, mm -hmm. but when I think about the healer part of me, like you can't be making too many mistakes yeah. with that one yeah. because people are trusting you with their care. Mm -hmm. um, but so I feel like for that, for you, it would be, if anything, like somebody said they had a food allergy kind of yeah. thing. Like yeah. That, yeah. that's the, yeah. the mistake you can make for that. Mm -hmm. um, but I know for me, like when I'm learning from other healers, you know, it might be like maybe I'm watching a video or maybe I'm going to get a treatment from another practitioner that does this kind of modality. Mm -hmm. But for you, I'm thinking like another way for you to be exposed to options and inspiration is to go to restaurants. Yeah. But like, how do you feel about going to restaurants? Because <sighs> this is what I hear from, from people that actually cook, cook. I will say um, 
my palate is probably my strongest sense that I have. Okay. So I'm not easily impressed by a lot of mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. when it comes to food. So honestly, I have to be, if I'm looking for a food experience, then I'm, I already know where I'm going, you know, but most of the time, if I'm just going out, you know, just to, you know, grab a bite to eat or hang out with friends, I don't really put that much emphasis on me trying to find something that I'm actually going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's I like feel, <laughs> yeah, I'm just here for the vibe. Usually I like, let me make sure I, you know, eat something before I leave. See? That way, if I'm out and I don't see anything I want or for whatever reason I'm not satisfied with it, um, then I'm still not, I'm not starving, mm-hmm. you know. But honestly, a lot of the restaurants, just in Colombia, and, you know, yeah. I don't want to offend anybody, well, yeah, but. Yeah. But, uh, but you know what you're talking yeah, about, too. So, yeah, like, yeah. pop your shit. Yeah, like. so it's just, it's not a lot of restaurants around here that, you know, I feel have good quality food, mm-hmm. you know. It, you know, you met, some places are nice looking, but, you know, at the end of the day, I want a good meal. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, I want to enjoy my food. Um, so, Honestly, a lot of times when I want to eat good, I'll go to Charlotte. I'll go to um, Charleston, mm-hmm, of course, Greenville, Charleston. Yeah. you know, places like that that's close by where I can know I can get me a good meal mm-hmm. in, a, in a nice vibe, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with one of my friends before because there was a restaurant that was opening here. And in my mind, like based off of the culture that was being shown they were preparing the foods. Mm-hmm. I was like, but, you know, I'd be interested in seeing what they have to offer. Mm-hmm. And then I remember seeing, I know people talk about like all the hairdressers or all the hairstylists have that green, the green Ivy stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this restaurant had something like that. Like they had like the green Ivy stuff, whatever mm-hmm. it's called, some plasticky, you know, like yeah, from yeah. Amazon, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I think it, it may have had flowers or something. Like it was a good, Instagram photo picture yeah, corner or something yeah, like yeah. that. And then I was like telling my friend, I was like, uh, I had hopes for this place mm-hmm. because of what they seem to be offering. Yeah. And then I saw that picture and I was like, uh, maybe yeah. they don't have good food. Yeah. 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 Cause sometimes it's like when you go to bigger cities and you see restaurants and you see how they ran, um, and just the amount of people that are working, you know, just the amount of attention to detail that is going on. Cause it's, to me, it's not, when you go to a restaurant, it's not just about the food, it's about the service too. Mm-hmm. So you want to feel like you're taken care of, you Absolutely. know? Um, a lot of people ask me why I don't open a restaurant because I know if I open one, I'm not going to have any time to myself anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because then I've, I've got to be constantly managing people all the time. You so know, what I'm hearing is you have a hard time uh, delegating, ma'am. I can delegate. I've delegated. Um, I used to be a general manager, so I used okay. to, I used to delegate a lot. But at the end of the day, people are going to be people, mm-hmm. and if you don't follow up, it's just kind of hard to trust people that are going to do their job when you're not looking at them. But it's a lot of restaurants just missing the service part. They just think about, oh, you know, we're going to create this ambiance, mm-hmm. you know. To invite like, you like in, Instagram yeah, home. yeah. Ooh, we want you to come in here, and then once you're there, that's that's the only thing they have. Mm-hmm. You know, is it looks nice in here, very surface level. Yeah. So I wish they would just put more effort into. Okay, we're gonna make somebody greet you at the door. You make sure that you know 
not just your server is coming to your table, that somebody else is coming to your table to making sure that you're taken care of, you know, make sure that you're actually happy with the food that you have in front of you because not everybody's going to say, hey, I don't like this or, you know, or, you know, or being, and being willing to fix it if it's wrong, mm -hmm. you know, because food service is always going to be waste. Somebody's going to drop something on the floor. Something's been held too long. It's got to go in the trash. Mm -hmm. So why not fix it? Mm -hmm. Why not? talk to your chef and edit the food and say, Hey, this is a dish that keeps coming back all the time. Mm -hmm. Why, why are you still sending it out like this? You know, but there's no accountability when it comes to that part. So that's the part I feel like is missing from a lot of restaurants. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, would you entertain having a food truck? I actually have thought about having okay. a, not a truck, okay, but a trailer. Okay. I say no truck because most food trucks are usually used in the, you know, I'm just of the mind, if the truck doesn't move, then that means I can't work. <laughs> but, <laughs> if okay. I get a trailer, okay. I can, if the truck that I'm pulling it with breaks down, I can rent a truck and gotcha. pull it. Yeah. Okay. So what does that look like then? Um, honestly, I've been kind of working on the idea of doing, um, vegan breakfast food. Mm. Um, cause I feel like we'll plant yeah, that is a, that. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. not many things that I'm like. Mm -hmm. When you said that, I was like, "What? What does that look like? What are What are those options?" Yeah, I was thinking more so of more plant based because I want, I don't want to use any like substitutes, mm -hmm. meat substitutes, or any kind of substitute. So anything that's made will not come out of a store. Mm -hmm. Everything will be made. So you know, not using just egg or anything like that. We'll be doing chickpea eggs, mm -hmm. you know, or. You know, I can do, you know, still make pancakes, but make them vegan style. You know, I used to live in Florida and Texas. You know, I work with a lot of Hispanic people, so I love a breakfast taco. Mm -hmm, so I mm -hmm. think breakfast tacos, you know, just different things like that, you know, because I feel like breakfast is a meal that honestly most plant-based people don't really eat mm -hmm. breakfast a lot of times because they're like, okay, yeah. if they eat something in the morning, like, you know, fruit doesn't take the body as much to digest. So a lot of people that eat plant-based eat fruit in the morning or a smoothie or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, so I probably would do some smoothies of some kind. I love tea. Mm -hmm. So I probably mm -hmm. do some different flavors of tea. I actually had an idea of doing um, dandelion tea mm -hmm. in place of coffee. Yeah. And yeah. Dandelion's tea, dandelion tea I know is really good for the liver mm -hmm. and some other stuff, but mm -hmm. I do know that yeah, much yeah 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 a lot of like what i've discovered you know talking about conspiracy theories what i've discovered in my more recent years are a lot of the things that were all around us growing up that were that are now labeled as like weeds and stuff mm -hmm. are actually some of the best medicines out there that we can have yeah yeah like honeysuckle is another one mm -hmm. and you know everybody loves honeysuckles yeah yeah like, that's a childhood classic yeah yeah but yeah even those have a lot of healing properties mm -hmm. i follow this lady um that has a farm with her family like in the middle of georgia somewhere and um she did a post about goldenrod mm -hmm. and goldenrod is not outside now but maybe like a month ago it was everywhere mm -hmm. and I mean, on the sides of highways. And yeah. I was talking to my mom. I was like, Mom, do you got some of this in the yard? Cause, <laughs> and so my mom, she'll get out anywhere and, you know, pull something out mm -hmm. the ground on the side of the road. So she she went and got some for me. But it's just like those kind of things are everywhere. And, you know, I just learned about um, even back in the day before, you know, the pharmaceutical co companies, you know, that a lot of people, their lawns were full of what we consider weeds, yeah. you know, 
And a lot of the pharmacies, people would go and they would get those same plants from the pharmacy versus getting a pill or, you know, of some kind, you know, but the medicine's all around you, you know, and we just, we just ignore it Mm -hmm. because we've been taught to ignore it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to get rid of it. Yeah. And yeah. Even the roundup and stuff poisons the ground, you know, the water. Yep. Because mm. I want to say mullen's another one that grows everywhere. Yeah. It's really good for a lot of other things. It's at the park here, too. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've gotten some mullen from the park. See? <laughs> See? And you actually also have a green thumb. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like all of us should be growing our own fruits and vegetables with the uh, the way the world looks? I do. Days? I do think that everybody should have a garden of okay. some kind. Because um, people think gardening is so hard. You mm-hmm. know? And... While it can't, if you decide to go like full blown, like in the ground, you know, it is kind of difficult because now you got to, you know, worry about pests and different things like that. Um, But I just feel like knowing how to feed yourself is really important now. So if something happens, you should be able to have some seeds or something at your house, you know, to be like, okay, we'll grow, I'll grow my own food now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, with growing food, you learn a lot every time you grow. And even if you've grown the same thing every year, the weather's not going to be the same. Right. You know, I know we had a rough summer mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Well, so everybody my, did. Yeah. So my garden took a beating this summer because my garden got full sun, you know, so it, it really took a beating. But just knowing how to feed yourself and just knowing how to grow things. And to me, it just gives you another, a better appreciation for food. Mm-hmm. Um, because now you get to see it grow and actually how long it takes to grow, mm-hmm. you know, versus, you know, you could just go to the grocery store and pick it up, right. you know, even the quality, like, um, my boyfriend always talks about, I had a lot of cucumbers this year and he was like, it's crazy. He was like, it's crazy how this cucumber is still good. Mm-hmm. He was like, He's like, it's been on the counter, and then you put it in the refrigerator. He's like, it's still crispy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. He's like, this doesn't even taste the same as a cucumber out of the store. And it's just so crazy. People are eating stuff, and they're not even tasting the real right. fruit or vegetable. Well, I remember my mom said, and, you know, again, my mom's very British, and we grew, well, she grew up, and I'm sure this was also financial related, on top of being in England, but they grew up eating um, as she would cheese and tomato sandwiches mm-hmm. or um, cheese and onion sandwiches. But even when I went over there, like visiting family and they were making the sandwich and they were like putting the tomato on there, I have always hated tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, like, I don't want to eat it. Don't try and force that on me. It's mm-hmm. gross. I don't mm-hmm. like them. And she was like, no, you really need to try this tomato. It's a garden tomato. It's completely different. And I was like, what do you mean garden tomato? This mm-hmm. is before I even knew like, yeah. There were garden tomatoes and grocery store tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I tried that and it actually had flavor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not the same. This is not the same. <laughs> yep, and then yep. like, I never wanted a grocery store tomato after that. Cause yeah. I was like, there's no point. It's just like, it's, it tastes like texture. It doesn't yeah. have flavor. It just yeah. tastes like the texture yeah. it is. Yeah. My grandma um, actually had a garden growing up. So I ate a lot of tomato sandwiches mm-hmm. growing up. My mom gardens some too. She gardens a lot now, but um, I remember eating stuff out the garden. And even now, tomatoes, I don't care if you buy an heirloom tomato out of the grocery store. It still does not taste Mm -hmm. the same as a tomato that came off of a plant. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about, you know, just 
the plant itself that it's growing on, you know, it's like you're getting the energy that this plant was taken from the environment, the right. sun, different things, you know, so it's more living, you growing it, than you getting it out of the grocery store. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like that, that is a large part of what we should be having more live things like mm-hmm. water even mm-hmm. is a whole, you know, try and get as live or water as alive as you can. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I love that that healing. Have you been to the God's Acres Healing Springs in mm-hmm. Blackville? Mm-mm, I've heard of it though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's one, so there's a Healing Springs closer somewhere in South Carolina, and I tried that one, and it tasted very minerally. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if you tested the water, it's got some fuckery in there. <laughs> so I was like, mm, I, I'd rather go. I'd rather drive an hour mm-hmm. to Blackville for, and it's a nice drive anyway. But that is some of the best water I've ever had. I was mm-hmm. like, I already know, like. This probably heals the world if they yeah. need it or that kind of thing. But yeah. it's yeah. it's from a living spring. A spring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it's the water is alive mm-hmm. and we should have, you know, I know people feel the ways about the animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like if you're incorporating more live things, mm-hmm. water and then fruits and vegetables yeah. that are actually yeah. being tended to and cared mm-hmm. for in a garden is a way different experience than yeah. the manufactured shit. Yeah. Yeah, just with the animals too. Like eventually, I want to have. I will raise my own animals too. Mm-hmm. I don't I have a do problem that. with meat. I have a problem with how we treat meat. Mm-hmm. So if if I could grow my own animals, and I think we wouldn't consume as much if we had to go and slaughter our own meat. I absolutely would not be eating. Food. <laughs> I would not be eating meat if I if that were the case. Uh, yeah. Most people have, have no idea. And I'd be vegan. For yeah. Life. Yeah. And I really think back then a lot of people did not eat as much meat mm-hmm. as we do now because nobody's going to kill three chickens every no, time, every day, you know. They, got <laughs> they got, we got uh, storylines and mm-hmm. narratives. No, mm-hmm. I would absolutely be vegan. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what, no. Like, what is it? ignorance is bliss? So, yeah. like, yep. if I have a farm, then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But, um, <laughs> No, I already know. Like I could, and then I'm a Capricorn. Like I couldn't be getting rid of the goats. Oh no! Like curry. Goats. I want some goats. No, so. no not no. to eat them though. I want the goat milk. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and like growing up, um, whenever we first moved to the states, I was allergic to milk here, mm-hmm. and I kept getting ear infections. Oh yeah. And uh, it would go from one ear to the other, and I'd have a fever, and then it would go away, and I was on amoxicillin all the damn time, mm-hmm. and then one of my mom's neighbors or parents neighbors or something was like try her on goat's milk that is mm-hmm. the only thing that fixed mm-hmm. my ear infections mm-hmm. so then it's funny like growing up later and you know i've shared like i've had i had the sinus infections oh, and yeah stuff, yeah and i was like all the dairy stuff but from a child clearly mm-hmm. i had an issue with dairy then mm-hmm. so yeah I'd, I'd be for i'd be here for the goat's milk yeah yeah and now are you somebody that makes your own almond milk too I have not gotten to that point yet. Okay. But I'm getting close. Okay. I've been buying um, what's Khalifa Farms. They have the, or their organic one is the cleanest label I've seen. So it's just almonds, water, salt. That's the only thing that's mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, how has the cost of food, like within, I guess even this year, mm-hmm. how has that affected your business? Um, it hasn't really affected my business that much, honestly, because I think since COVID has ended and, you know, people are kind of back to normal well, um, okay. well, the, with the not, pandemic. Yeah, I was about to say. The COVID's not over, but, <laughs> but I think people are really looking for convenience now, so they don't really care how much the food costs. <laughs> um, but, I mean, 
just for me just going to the grocery store buying the supplies i can see like how drastic of a difference it is now mm -hmm. when you buying um buying groceries um i feel bad for families where people have a lot of people in their family because that that food that money's not going as far as it used mm -hmm. to anymore so um it's it's just really really expensive mm -hmm. so knowing what i know now about uh, you clearly being able to raise the animals as well as plant the foods. Um, so if I have a commune, are you you gonna you gonna be on the compound with the commune situation with yeah, the yeah cool, cool, yeah cool, yeah cool. Glad absolutely. <laughs> in case in case other people need to join us in the future. Yeah, I, listen, I want acres of land. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I, I can contribute mm -hmm. in lots of ways. I'm sure we could grow all kinds of things out mm -hmm. there. I could see it now. Mm -hmm. All right, let me um. Yeah. Mark that one and <laughs> pin that one for later. Um, and what is your medicine? Oh, my medicine is definitely um, some trees. Okay. For sure. Yeah. So plant medicine? Yeah, plant medicine. Here for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I cannot wait. Whenever it happens, mm -hmm. people will know. But for us to have a collaboration yeah. and, and infuse mm -hmm. some delicious meals with yes. some, some plants, we yes. can see it. Yeah. I yeah. feel the vibes. Yeah. I feel like even those listening, they're like, yes. Yeah. Send the invite right you, now. You're going to want to be there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you already painted a picture of what the ambience, yeah. ambience is going to be like. Mm -hmm. I can provide the entertainment or some, I'll, I'll contribute. Yeah. It'll be nice. I can see it. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, how can people get in touch with you to like book the things? Um, you can go to my website. Um, it's Entice Me Spice Company, but it's in Spice Me, Entice Me Spice Co. It's a tongue twister. Um, so it's E-N-T-I-C-E-M-E-S-B-I-C-E-C-O.com. Yeah, you go to the private dining tab on there on my website. I also sell my own seasonings as well. So you'll find that on the website as well. Also follow me on Instagram at um at entice me kitchen and at entice me spice co. Yep. And I'll include that in the show notes too. And as always, if there's something I forgot, make sure you check the show notes because I'll I'll <laughs> put it in there too. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. It was it was overdue, but it happened as it needed to happen. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll be on here again. I have fun. Yay. <laughs> um, all right. I will catch you guys next time. Be sure to meditate and hydrate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 